what is going on there guys this is king welcome back to the kingdom and another episode of game time let's get it so today 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 wow i know it's been a little bit of a while there guys and i do apologize for taking a little bit of time off there but i definitely am coming back here with a bang because there has been just crazy things that have happened over the last few weeks specifically and we are going to dive into these things here today now this podcast here today is going to specifically tackle and discuss the gaming industry and how it treats not only its employees but specifically how it can treat women people of color and members of the LBT, LBGTQ community. This is craziness, guys. And the company that we're actually going to just dive into here today, and we're going to sink our teeth into this one. It is going to be, drum roll please, Activision Blizzard. Now, for those of you who are don't know or who are just uninitiated here overall, Activision Blizzard is a company who created games like Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, just to name just the bigger names out there. One of my favorite games from back when I was a little kid, Street Hoops for PS2. Just they have been around for a while. Now, up until this point, Activision and much of the gaming industry overall has really been more of a guy thing, right? This is one of the things that we want to make sure we tackle in this channel just because games aren't you know just to be completely clear there guys just for guys like they're just not you know women play games too and a lot of times uh, a lot of them are better than us so just put it out there all right gamer chicks was a group that um i remember back in when i was in college was a big competitive gamer girl group who went around winning tournaments and beating people left right sideways and upside down so just saying there guys Women play games too. And not only do they play the games, they also help design these games out there as well. Now, recently, Activision Blizzard was sued by the state of California, in a civil suit, for their workplace practices regarding women. And not only just women, but also, as I said, people of color, specifically women of color, and marginalizing and ostracizing members of the LBGTQ community. Now, it's, it's just crazy to me. It baffles me that a company of this size can be so just short-sighted and careless and just completely just have blatant disregard for the people who work for them. It's like these people are the ones who are bringing all of the revenue in for your company. These people are the ones who are creating these amazing games and are the reason why these executives are lining their pockets with insane amounts of money. Now, first thing that happened was, like I said, they got sued uh, by the state of California, and it was due to the fact that, you know, there were these women that definitely came up and they said, hey, you know what, we, we can't take it anymore, and it's both um, people who had previously worked for the company and people who are currently working for the company, and you know, they were just like saying, basically, you know, enough is enough. Well, not only did Activision basically attempt to, you know, silence these women by basically saying, oh, like, you know, this whole thing just 
isn't true and you know basically trying to discredit them they actually had their hr the head of hr come out with a press release that basically said like hey you know what nothing you know no no wrongful workplace practices are going on here and you know this is uh these women are just basically just just hemming and hawing for no reason they also had their compliance officer, their head of compliance. This is crazy. This is just insane. The head of compliance actually, who is a woman, by the way, both the head of compliance and the head of HR, both women, by the way, actually got out and basically was like, yeah, you know, the after listening to the claims of these women, by the way, after listening and, and being in a Zoom meeting with these women and with, uh, you know, a bunch of other people who had other complaints and such, basically said that, their complaints were not only unfounded, but were essentially flat out just lies. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy, right? And just just the lengths that they went to overall to essentially silence and discredit these women were just stifling. It was baffling. And what what made it even worse is the fact that this woman who said all these things were was the head of a woman's group specifically set up by Activision Blizzard. So of course, like, you know, at this point yeah, you know, she's been asked to step down and then what's what's crazy is after this whole thing actually initially happened, before she stepped down from being the chairperson for that uh women's group there as well, she actually tweeted an anti whistleblower article to her to her Twitter. And it's just like are, are not only are you discrediting or attempting to discredit these women by basically saying they have no claims, you then basically pull up an article saying the dangers of whistleblowing or, oh gosh, I really wish I remember the exact name of the article, guys, but it was it was crazy. It was nuts. It was bananas. It was basically a bunch of intimidation tactics. Now, there's been a series of backlash, and, and just to kind of give you guys the actual full backstory to this there... So these are claims that, you know, basically not only is the workplace toxic, right? There's been a uh, kind of quote going around saying that Activision Blizzard is more of a kind of frat boy place to work, essentially, where if you're in with the in crowd, you're in, and if you're out, you're out. Like, you know, you're just on the outside, essentially, but it's really, really bad for women, specifically where it's a flat out just toxic workplace environment for uh, women overall. It employs disproportionately low number of them as well. They've actually had a list of demands as far as the protests and stuff, because there've been a lot of protests, picketing and such, and it was actually a walkout that was staged about a week ago at this point here. And with a walkout, they've actually forced Activision's hand and they basically said, hey, we're walking out whether you guys like it or not. There's nothing you guys can really do about it overall. We don't care about deadlines. We don't care about projects. Everything is, you know, stopping right this minute. And the CEO of Activision actually stood up with these people and basically said, hey, we are also going to pay you guys for this walkout. Like, you know, you guys want to walk out. That's totally fine go ahead and do so we definitely do support our employees and their rights to freedom of you know expression and things of that nature and such and it was just so funny because it was just basically like they were trying to put a bandit on a gunshot wound right <laughs> because these people were going to walk out regardless and if they chose not to pay them that just was going to look worse for them of course given the fact that they were already being sued by the state of california like i don't know how like guys come on i don't think there's a more concrete way to put this where a company like 
Activision Blizzard, who is probably one of the biggest gaming giants in the industry, is getting sued by a state for a civil case. This is huge. This is not like, you know, over revenue. This is not over money at all. This is strictly because these people do not know how to keep their hands to themselves. It's crazy. It's crazy. So you had women coming up with claims like being approached by executives and then, you know, the executives touching them inappropriately and how they would be subject to an environment where, you know, there would be excessive alcohol and then, you know, people kind of getting a little too close, a little too touchy-feely. I don't know about you guys. Somebody comes too close in my space, I get a little irritated. So that's just, I mean, it's just common human decency for the workplace, you know, and it was just insane. Now, at this point, two series X from Blizzard have been officially fired. One who was the owner, I don't know if he was the owner or if he just constantly rented the room, but there was a room at BlizzCon that was rumored to be known as the Cosby Room. Now, guys, 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 yes, I said the Cosby Room, yes. Interestingly enough, everybody says that, and this is women included, everybody, you know, you've made the claims, that the room itself was not a place where any sort of inappropriate sexual activity took place, right? So that's not necessarily the reason for the name of the room. It was just ironic that, like, you know, with all the stuff going on with Cosby or what have you, that the room would also be named after him and keep the name while everything was going on. Now, the room was named after him for apparently some other reason, whatever the case is. It's something about sweaters or something like that, but that that's not important here. The thing is, is that the room itself was a quid pro quo room for people to also get ahead in the company. So what would happen is people who were bigger engineers, who were bigger executives and things of that nature, who would just happen to be at BlizzCon would go to this room and then you would have these people who wanted to get higher up in the company actually going and basically you know, for lack of a better term, kissing the ring of these people who were higher up in the company so that they could rub shoulders with these people and be able to get better projects, you know, maybe better positions, higher pay, such and so forth. And it was just like, it, it was just insane. It's, it's just crazy that this could actually go on in this day and time. Now, to make matters even worse, there have been claims as well that the LBG, LBGTQ community was also being ostracized, being singled out, being uh, discriminated against, of course. Now, what's, what's even worse about this is that whenever you get discriminated against, right, and you work in a company that has a HR department, the HR department, it's their job to be on the side of the plaintiff, essentially, right? Like, you know, this that's what we believe. Like, you know, we're, we're led to believe that HR is on our side. Yes, because HR has to hear these claims. And essentially, it's also their job, guys, to make sure that the company themselves are not getting sued or in hot water for whatever the case. So if there is a way that they can quell your claim without it going to any legal action, they will attempt to do so. But they also do have to make sure they're documenting and then not belittling any of your claims as well. So it's a very tight rope that they have to walk. So the fact that these people didn't even feel safe or feel represented going to their own HR department was crazy. The fact that their compliance officer, who's it's their job to keep the company, you're the police of the company. You are essentially internal affairs of your company. And you are legitimately basically saying, well, bump these people. <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's 
just crazy. So it just then goes to speak of just how far this thing goes up the chain. So at this point, like, you know, I'm still kind of iffy on the details as far because, I mean, the case itself, although they are being sued, it's not necessarily um, super open as far as how everything got into uh, into the hands of the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, the, D- the DFEH. But they're the ones who specifically filed the suit on July 20th against Activision Blizzard. And they filed it for 10 violations. 10 violations of state employment law. This is nuts to me. Right. Now, this has apparently been an investigation that's been ongoing. This is the first time we're, of course, hearing about it. But this has been something that's been going on in the background for the past two years. So they have a lot of dirt on these people. And in the official report from the California Fair Employment and Housing Department, they actually put in that they found that Activision Blizzard discriminated against female employees in terms and conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, termination, constructive discharge, and retaliation. This is just a flat no-no. Like, I don't understand how a company of this size could actually get caught like this. Now, bigger development, and actually something that's even more interesting, is that the shareholders specifically have been up in arms. They are livid about this. (laughs) and, And understandably so. The reason why the investment group is so pissed off. And the investment group themselves are the SOC. The SOC is run by an executive director uh, whose last name is uh, Wiseneker. And he is the one who actually set up a press release that that went directly to Activision Blizzard. Now, keep in mind, guys, I've been saying Activision Blizzard this whole time, but we're actually specifically more so targeting the Blizzard side of things because although the company did do a merger a couple years back, Activision was one company, Blizzard was another. Blizzard was more on a computer side of things. Activision was more on the console side of things. They decided to, you know, come together and really make a bigger company and better things company at this point is worth about roughly 62 billion dollars and yeah so that's that's just quick history on the company as a whole and then i wanted to make sure i was doing a differentiation there because as big as the company is yes they are one company and some people are saying that they should both be held accountable but in my opinion i really feel like it's more of a blizzard thing that's this has been going on at but activision has their own issues as well they're not innocent in this by any means so we are, we are going to keep them here as one company still, but we're more so just referring to the Blizzard side of things here as far as all these claims are concerned. The exec, the director of the SOC, basically after you know reading the investigation and after hearing about all the different reports and such, said that the work culture problems were inadequate. And he called for the company to do more you know, going forward regarding everything. So he actually wants to slash... A lot of the executive bonuses that go out, and they actually said that they also were going to have a bonus freeze, I think it was, it was a freeze or a limitation, until they were to hire more board members that were more diverse. 
So apparently, like, you know, the board is, you know, just completely whitewashed and completely run by men for the most part. There's very few, you know, people of color or people of any other orientation in general, just part of it. So it was it was just a big, big deal. And it's crazy because his company in specific does a lot of work with a lot of, you know, marginalized people, marginalized groups, women you know, people of color and such. So for them to be backing this company and them to have all these issues, it looks absolutely terrible for them. So he basically was saying like, look, there is no way this is going to continue here. You know, he wanted to make sure he was addressing the deep and widespread issues with the equality, inclusion, human capital management. These are words he used. This was crazy. This was nuts. So, <laughs> like, it, it's just it's just baffling that in this day and age, you can have a company that can just believe that they're so untouchable to where they can be in the middle of getting sued, in the middle of getting sued, attempt to not only discredit the witnesses or discredit the plaintiffs or what have you, by basically bringing up their own high-ranking women who would have nothing to do but benefit from the company getting out of this unscathed, basically saying, oh yeah, guys, go out and, and run damage control for us. Like, are you are you kidding me? And, and those women, honestly, in my opinion, should be ashamed of themselves. Like, how can you sit here and say that, oh yeah, you know what, I'm going to go ahead. This hasn't happened to me. I haven't felt this way, so this is not happening to anybody. No, that's not how this works. That's not how this works at all. And for the fact that you're going to say things like that, it's just like, what is what is wrong with you? You know, you have people who have been coming to you constantly. They have constant complaints. And there were even emails that have been leaked out where basically, you know, everybody's kind of scrambling and in a mad dash. They're trying to patch up the shit before it goes down. And it's just like, what are you guys doing here? Like the fact that, you know, they're they're basically calling these people you know certain problems or certain issues or trying to make sure that they can do the best they can to really get away from the actual core of the problem here which is just fixing it all we guys gotta do is fix it that's it that's all we're asking all we're asking is to make sure that you fix the issues that are in your company and how do you fix these issues by making sure that there's a better diversity on the upper level management by making sure that there's equal pay on both sides for men and women. Now, we all know that, you know, in America, there are a lot more men who are paid a lot higher than women coming into a position for the same position there most of the time. And in some cases, even a higher position than the men are getting paid less. We, we know this. This is not this is not news to a degree. Now, is it right? Absolutely not. But is it news? Not really. But at the same time, you as a bigger company having these certain executives here, having all this money, having all this bonus money going around, like you guys are a $62 billion a year company. You're telling me that you can't pay these women more? You can't pay these people more? Like, this doesn't make any sense. You're telling me you can't treat these people with respect when they walk in the door? Like, this is the business, guys. Like... This is something that you guys should know from day one. But for whatever reason, it's just like nobody got the memo. Like, it's just nuts. It's just crazy to me. It's laughable. It is laughable that this company really thought that they could get away with this for so long.
Now, what's even crazier is the fact that, and I didn't know this until uh, recently there, guys, but with California investigating them for the past two years, I wonder, one, how and when they caught wind of this because they just started firing people, like, in June. Like, and this got uh, filed in July. So, it tells me that they caught wind of it. But this investigation has been going on for two years. So, for you guys to just start trying to clean house now, y'all a little late. So, like, this should have been something that should have been going on immediately you guys should have been doing better from the, in the first place like this should have never been a thing that got to where it is and it's completely you guys' fault and i mean it really does suck for the industry overall because this as i said this is a titan in the industry and i mean just recently you know you've had ubisoft ran into their legal issues also with discrimination you had CD Projekt Red run into their issues with the shareholders and stuff. And it's just with these bigger companies now just having problem after problem, you know, it really, one, paves the way for a lot of these newer tech companies, newer gaming companies to come up and really put their foot in the door. And it's really, I feel like it's going to help break the gaming industry a little bit more open and make it a little bit more diverse even on that end because you're going to have a lot more indie companies that are all these bigger companies that have these bigger investment budgets are going to have these their investors going look we want to invest in a little guy now because a little guy has more to lose so they're going to make sure that all of their stuff is on point on everything not just on you know the numbers not just on the quarters not just on you know just making sure the money's right but making sure we're not in hot water come later down the line when things like this are coming out and it really does just make you just stop and think for a second like all right so one how are they going to get out of this you have companies that run into issues and then time goes on and they you know say that they fix it they say that this or that or a third has been done these people have been fired we're they're no longer here and then you know we're like you know you have people like oh okay well those people were fired those must have been the bad apples and it's like no 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 there was a coach that was kind of built here guys so this one is a little bit more deep-seated but it's just going to be interesting to see where and what kind of things come from this right and and i feel like only good things are going to come from this moving forward because you're going to have companies saying we don't want to be the next activision blizzard we don't want to be the next cd project red promising a, a product that we can't deliver you know so you have these companies doing these complete just off the wall missteps and just going way off the rails here and it really does open the doors for us little smaller companies to just kind of come in and every time one of these big companies makes up it just opens that door a little bit wider and i think that we're going to get to a point where we're going to start seeing what's called a gaming revolution that really has only happened i want to say twice before once when the gaming industry was so close to death the first time where you had every company trying to dump every bit of resources they had into making whatever game they could just to get it on the market. And they were making just garbage water games. Like they were making games that were legit, just super on the cheap and then trying to make ridiculous money out of them. And it was just like, no, that's not how this is going to work. And then they ended up landfilling all these different uh, landfills and areas with these games that were 
essentially garbage to begin with. And it really took Nintendo kind of coming along to revive the industry. Then that's why Nintendo's known as the granddaddy. Nintendo's been around for years. They saved the gaming industry X amount of time ago. They are the pioneers. And then the second time was when we really hit the technological age hard and we had the PS2, the Xbox, I will say more so the CD era, I guess kind of thing. So like, you know, and we started moving more to a dig- the digital side of things and getting away from discs altogether and cartridges and stuff like that. So, yeah, you had these this, this kind of aspect of the gaming world and gaming industry that was being revolutionized then. But now I think that this is going to be a company revolution where you're going to have a lot of indie companies, a lot of these smaller developers going to start rising up and being put more so on the forefront a lot more attention given to these companies because these older companies they have a lot of older mentality where they think that it's okay to do x y or z and get away with it where they'll have people working you know 72 like you know 100 hour weeks and trying to hit a deadline and living at the office and treating women like garbage, treating people of color like garbage and thinking that it's okay and, you know, having this just just this just terribly just festered and gross mentality. That is just gonna have to change. And that will. And I think that now we're seeing that more because just the fact that this is something that has clearly been going on for years, more so where they didn't even realize or recognize that they were being investigated until the investigation is about to come out right and it was just business as usual up until that point it's like oh snap we're about to get out and we got to start axing people we got to start throwing people off the boat that we know are going to be some real issues for us so let's get rid of these people now and then we're going to try to run damage control as time goes on and it's just like yeah no, i don't i don't i don't see them dying from this but I do not see them being that kind of go-to company after this either. So, yeah, it's really just, it's terrible, guys. It really is. And it's one of those just sad parts of the gaming industry overall. And there's a lot of bigger, you know, streamers and Twitchers and YouTubers and stuff that aren't touching the subject really just because, you know, this is how deep the reach of Activision and Blizzard can go where they can essentially make or break a career for someone overall. And I don't think that this is okay, but I also don't think that people should be afraid to say that it's not okay. I don't think you can really put a face to just how horrible this all is and really at the end of the day i mean they (laughs) they screwed up they screwed up they screwed up bad they really did and i think that the ceo knows that they screwed up bad he knows probably that this has been going on for a while heck he might have even been in on it at some point in time who knows and honestly more than likely not though because usually a ceo of that caliber would at least understand like hey you know what this is this is probably a wrong thing to do even if he tries to turn a blind eye to it but you know at the same time the fact that you haven't heard him have haven't heard uh anything come out about him just yet it's just like all right we'll see we'll see this is also developing so we'll see but you know there there is that but it's like i said guys it's really terrible it's really sad 
and it really kind of hurts us as gamers. And, and that's the other thing, too, is that the gamers are the ones who are also getting affected by this. Because, you know, you have the streamers now who are boycotting the games. And then for some of them, they, those games are their bread and butter. Like, that's how they make their money. So for a streamer who their main game is Overwatch, and that's what people watch them for, people watch them to see what they're playing, what their loadout is, how they use this character, what they do and stuff, and they're not actually able to then do their do their job because... <laughs> this company decided that it was okay to you know touch women inappropriately like this is terrible this is terrible so something that had nothing to do with them personally now affects their personal livelihood so they're forced to now try to go out and find something else to play something else to do something else to put out there because they do not themselves want to be part of this and some of the ones i'm sure don't care like literally as i'm making this right now I can tell you just how many people are streaming Overwatch. Right now, at this very moment, there are literally 7,300 people viewing Overwatch. Overwatch, at this point, has 20.5 million people following it. 20.5 million people follow this game. And at this time of me making this podcast... 7,000 people are watching. This just goes to show just how far things are falling. Before this all happened, out of those 20 million, you might see 10, 15 million. At this point in time, 7,000. It's crazy how the mighty can fall. So, I want to just make sure I'm leaving you guys with this here as well. I don't want you guys to think or believe that we as gamers don't care or don't have any sort of compassion or feeling when it comes to these human issues. Because we do. Clearly, like I said, on Twitch at this very moment, 7,300 people watching Overwatch as opposed to the 20 million plus people that follow it. That's huge. We as gamers are speaking against this. This is not what we believe in. I do definitely appreciate you guys listening in today. And also, yeah, if you haven't already done so, make sure you click that subscribe, like, download, you know, reshare, send to your friends, have a debate over this. All of that helps me, guys. And I definitely love making these, these uh, podcasts here. And I definitely plan to make a lot more there, guys. So the love is all appreciated. I love it. And this is game time. I'm King. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you guys in the next one.